Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 14, where Jeff talks to Todd Webster from Brennan Vineyards. Hi, I'm Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today I'm talking to Todd Webster from Brennan Vineyards. I'm up here in Comanche, Texas, and thanks for joining us, Todd. Uh, Thank you for having me. So you're the winemaker here at Brennan Vineyards. Uh, Do you have any other responsibilities? Um, King of everything. It's good to be the king, isn't it? When you're... We got the key to the cellar and can get the wine. Yes, that's a good place to be. So you want to expand a little bit more on king of everything? <laughs> so that would be production of all the wine, oversee the vineyard, our two vineyards here in Comanche. Our Comanche vineyard is nine acres, and our Newburgh vineyard's 21 acres, which is 10 miles south of here, and then coordinate with all of our growers throughout the state as well. You did mention vineyards, and fortunately there have been no late frost this year in Texas like previous years, uh, but there has been a lot of rain past number of weeks. Uh, how has this affected the vineyards and the quality and quantity of fruit being produced this year? Uh, so far, I think we're okay. I mean, th- definitely the rain has been a... <clears throat> uh, a fungal disease nightmare, but we've just kept up with our typical spray program. Really, the only at the end of the day, the only difference is we're spending more money on spray than we normally do. So, I mean, down the road, does that mean the bottle of wine is going to be more? <clears throat> For us, we probably won't do that, but other wineries may. I don't know, <clears throat> but just the actual disease pressure is there with the amount of rain we're getting, but we're on top of it. The harvest looks to be another bumper crop similar to 2012. I don't think it will be as big, but I think the quality will be even better if we can get through all the the rains right here in May. So, Okay, that's great. Uh, I've seen quite a few people uh, mention that they have to do spraying of the vineyards now because of the rain for the non-vineyard managers out there that don't know anything about the growing and owning and managing a vineyard what what exactly does the spring help yeah different for different regions i'm at the high plains they have different uh, disease pressures than what you have down here in the hill country so specifically the two we deal with the most are two different types of mildew one called downy mildew and one called powdery mildew and so we just have our Typical spray, early season spray would be, uh, it's called dithane and sulfur. And so those are pretty inexpensive. So we like to spray that combination as much as possible. But that combination is a contact spray. And so if you spray it and then it rains three hours later, you have to spray it again. So you really have to to know know what the forecast is and uh, spray accordingly. And then kind of your mid-season, which is where we're at right now, there's different fungicides that are systemic, which means 
as soon as they spray on, they go into the tissue. And so they, even if it rains an hour later, it's still going to protect for about 10 to 14 days, depending on what it is. So, and that's what we just sprayed this week. It's a, it's called pristine and it's actually one of the few that actually does both powdery and downy mildew so uh, it's kind of the silver bullet weapon here in texas but you can't use it very often because you'll the grapevines will become disease resistant to the to it so you have to spray accordingly but okay well it definitely makes it uh, clearer as far as white people are needing to spray right now if it's okay we're, we're taking a little break right now we, we have uh, some Brennan vineyards tempranillo fall 2013 reserve right now that uh yeah we're actually uh, enjoying right now during the podcast so oh doesn't sound good okay so uh yeah we were just at uh, 4.0 cellars in fredericksburg last weekend for those that uh, don't know about 4.0 cellars, can you give us a little brief overview of the tasting room? Yeah, absolutely. And um, the concept behind 4.0 cellars was we, Brennan Vineyards, is in we're in Comanche, and people are listening to this going, "Where the hell is Comanche?" <laughs> well, that's exactly the concept of why we wanted to build a second tasting room in 4.0 or in Fredericksburg, which is where all the wine tourism traffic is. And so we <clears throat> talked to several other wineries that are kind of in the same problem as we are. They're high quality Texas wines, but they're not <laughs> in the high tourist wine areas. And so we talked to Lost Oak, which is in Burleson, and McPherson Cellars, which is in Lubbock, and all came together and as one and built 4.0 cellars down on 290 Highway, which has been a huge success for all three of us. So I wish we would have done it sooner. Well, I'm sure it, it's definitely a great concept and uh, other wineries throughout the state should probably take notice too, because I mean, obviously, like you said, that is where the traffic is. But why is it called 4.0 when there are only three wineries involved? Uh, it was kind of uh, three wineries coming together to for perfection. And then the 4.0 with the grade point average kind of was a obvious choice for us. Uh, okay, now that makes sense. I remember college like way back then. So uh, uh, Glory and I were fortunate to be the first tasting subjects, I guess you could call it, before the tasting room opened at 4.0. And at the, that time, there were no 4.0 sellers' wines. It was just the wines that came from the three wineries. Now there are 4.0 sellers' labels coming out. Can you tell us about the 4.0 label? Uh, yeah, that was definitely not a first intended. I mean, we designed 4.0 to only sell the wines of the three wineries and then just <clears throat> i'm not can't remember off the top of my head who came up with the idea of actually coming up with the 4.0 label but we thought it was a great idea we shockingly had a little bit of extra wine <clears throat> in our bulk wine program and so we were able we pulled off uh, quite a few of them and they've been a huge success down there Oops, sorry. I had to have a little drink of the Tempranillo there. Okay, that's a great explanation of 4.0. I think we're uh, pretty clear on that. I think hopefully the listeners are. If you're down Fredericksburg and you haven't stopped at 4.0 Cellars, you definitely need to. You'll be definitely satisfied coming out of there. 
Um, so what new wines are coming out for Brennan Vineyards this year and maybe in the near future? Oh, it's, we definitely have a lot that we're tinkering with, with growers doing new grapes, nothing, no whites this year, but reds that you might see in the future. We're getting a grape from Jet Wilmoth called Monte Pulciano that may be a varietal wine or being of Italian variety, it definitely gives us the flexibility to use it in the Super Nero with the Nerida Avalon. We're getting uh, another grape from Jet called Alicante Bouchette, which is not a typical variety, but it's one of the red skin varieties that has red juice. And so it's a real dark grape that would give us the ability to blend it with just about everything. And some grapes we're getting from Andy Timmons are Graciano and Carmenier. So it's possible you could see one of those varieties pop up in the next year or two. I love some of those grapes. Uh, those wines sound like they should be really good when they come out, either as uh, blends or varietals. So uh, Brennan Vineyards is part of the Texas Fine Wine Organization. Uh, can you please tell us about uh, Texas Fine Wine? Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> just an, an idea to market kind of similar to 4.0. It just We felt like <clears throat> we were a high-quality winery, but we weren't getting enough press. And so we got a group together of uh, an, another group of Texas wineries that are making high-quality wineries, which is Pedernales, Dukeman, and Bending Branch, and headed up a marketing campaign just to market Texas fine wine. And it's we've gotten quite a bit of national press and state press in the two years that we've done it. So it, it's been a huge success to this point, and I would imagine we'll continue to do it in the future as well. Yeah, I've seen Texas fine wine actually up at uh, Texom in Dallas, which is the Texas Sommeliers Conference. So uh, you planning on being there next this year too? Mm. Yes, we will definitely be there. We will have a hospitality suite again, and we'll be at the Grand Tasting again as well. So, Excellent, excellent. So, Todd, you're uh, very active on Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter handle in case anybody wanted to follow you? It is at TXVignier. So it's at Texas Viognier. And, you know, I really just got on I figured I needed to be on one social media, but one was enough. And so I just happened to pick Twitter over Facebook. And really, I enjoy doing it. It's not really work. I just try to think about what uh, our customers would want to see. Like if we're fair, filling a barrel, like <clears throat> that's work to me or our, our daily job. But to the customer, they think it's really cool. And so I try to put the customer in mind when I'm, putting out all the work Twitter stuff. So it's been real fun and I just enjoy doing it. So, Well, we definitely enjoy having you and actually the, all the, all the wineries actually on Twitter and all the social media it helps uh, make us all feel part of the Texas wine industry. So we appreciate that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us our listeners about Brennan Vineyards or 4.0 sellers? Um, I just, 
I would look for a lot of new things coming from Brennan Vineyards. We've hired a new marketing director, Rebecca Connolly, if anyone's familiar with her. And she has been a huge asset. So there's been a ton of marketing stuff and more placements. She works directly with Republic, our distributor. So you see more Brennan wines throughout the state. It's because of her. So. Excellent. Yeah, Rebecca, I see it at every uh, conference, every meeting, whatever ha- might happen to go with there's Twigger or whatever else. So, yeah, it's definitely nice uh, seeing Brennan involved with everything. Well, I'd like to thank you again, Todd, for chatting with us. And uh, any last words? No, absolutely. Thank you for coming out. I'm enjoying this Tempranillo Reserve 13 as well as you are. So. Oh, definitely. I agree. All right, so that'll do it another for this episode of Texas Wine Lover Podcast. So until next time, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.